Hello, welcome to our devotions. I'm Geneviève Beauchamp, so glad that you're here. Let us start with a little bit of music. Today's devotion comes to us from John chapter 5, verses 1 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Beth Zatha, which has five porticos. In these lay many ill, blind, lame, and paralyzed people. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The ill man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you've been made well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore the Jews started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is still working, and I also am working. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today, March 8th, is International Women's Day. On this day, we remember how women have been taking up their, walk, their mat and walked. So it was in the early 1900s when women started to hold marches and campaigning for change. One of the first marches was held in New York City. 15,000 women flooded the streets and demanded better pay and better working conditions and voting rights. From then on, National Women's Day was established in 1909, which later became celebrated in other parts of the world, and it became known as International Women's Day in 1911, over 100 years ago. Imagine how this has changed our society. There's still so much injustice, though, in our world. At my ordination service in January, I held hands with the first woman to be ordained as Presbyterian minister, Reverend Margaret Towner. It is shocking in a way that this would happen in my lifetime, knowing that Jesus was here over 2000 years ago. But more shocking yet is that many denominations do not recognize women as eligible for such leadership roles. In life, we end up picking battles that matter to us a lot. And I'm a bit ashamed to say that my battles have never really been gender equality or feminism. And it's just because I have never encountered major situations that have made me feel disrespected or undermined. Because of the hard work of others, I have always felt able to do anything I wanted to do. I know it's not the case for everyone. Some women are not allowed to drive in some countries. Some live with the harsh reality of having to completely cover up a battle that's ongoing today where many young women are losing their lives over the simple right to show their hair or their skin. All over the world, here included, women feel that they cannot benefit from some freedom because of their gender. So on a day like today, men and women together should celebrate the hard work that is being done every day to recognize the unique gifts of women and how they enhance the life of everyone. My favorite story, and I believe I've told it before, is the one of uh, Grandma Gatewood, who was the first human to complete the Appalachian Trail three times. She was married at 19 to a very moody man who did not hesitate to show, show her who was the leader in the house, and that was by punching and kicking her. She was near death many times after the beatings. She had 11 children, and she also had to work for his tobacco company, company on top of raising the kids and all the household duties. Despite her husband threatening to have her committed to an asylum, she was able eventually to get a divorce after proving her condition with broken teeth and broken ribs. A rare thing in these days. This was in the 1940s. And then a few years later, at the young age of 67, she told her now grown kids that she was going for a walk. 
a walk that lasted 146 days from Georgia to Maine, carrying with her a shower curtain for the rain and wearing keds, no tent or sleeping bag, just carrying her few things over her shoulder in a denim pouch that she had made herself. She left uh, many years of abuse behind, years of being told that she could not do anything good, years of feeling hopeless and empty. She had been ill for many years and she picked up her mat and walked. She was ready to finally stand up for herself. And because of her courageous expeditions, she gained popularity. And I can only imagine the spark that a woman in the 1950s in the same situation might have felt by reading the news about Grandma Gatewood. She brought hope to many by picking up her mat and going for a walk. A prominent woman leader of today is Malala. Her activism for girls' rights at an early age got her shot in the head by the Taliban, which in turn made her name famous. Despite having a long road to recovery, she took the momentum to promote the, to the world leaders that 130 million girls did not have access to education. And she continues to walk on this road, always with the risk of retaliation from her enemies. So whether it is Reverend Margaret, Margaret Towner, who faced a world of ordained men and requested to be considered as an equal, or whether it's Grandma Gatewood or Malala, or so many more that should be mentioned, women continue to pick up their mat and to walk and to follow Jesus on uncharted territory. The question Jesus asked was, do you want to be made well? When the answer is yes, with God's grace, we are called to pick up our mat and to walk. And we must remember that in the story, the man had been ill for 38 years. Did he ever think he would be made better? He held on to hope. He believed he would. He never gave up despite the challenges of his illness. Is Jesus asking you if you want to be made well? What does that mean for you in your life? And how are you responding to this question? Well, it is good to reflect on these things. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, out of the rib of Adam, you created a woman so she could be a companion. Women, you have called them blessed and redeemed. We celebrate today the women that have shaped our lives. We lift up to you the women that are not experiencing the fullness of what life can give. And we pray that you will continue to build a future where men and women's gifts are celebrated equally and recognized and appreciated in their uniqueness. We give you thanks for humanity, for creation, for bravery, and for pioneers in our world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.